No need to jump into your DeLorean or hit rewind. We go back to our youth and pull some classic gems and watch them today. Welcome to Nostalgia Rewind, where we look back at some of our favorite childhood movies and see if we still like them today, or do we just remember them through nostalgic glasses. The movie we're going to talk about today is The Cheetah Girls, and yes, it's another decom. We lived in the decoms, okay? That's where my childhood lies. This, though, is a movie that I didn't actually see when it came out in 2003, and we decided to take a look into it since it was the 17th anniversary of when this movie came out a couple weeks back. So I have my friends Lauren and Matea, who both watched it when they were younger, and we're going to talk about the movie. Enjoy. Welcome to Fan Power Podcast, and you're joined with me, Message L, and we, I got two people with me. You might have remembered them from, I think we did Hannah Montana. We did the last mm-hmm. one together, actually. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. last nostalgic rewind, as you can see by the title. Uh, so this is where we talk about our favorite uh, movies from the past when we were younger, and we, this is not going well, and we talk about if they, you know, do they stand the test of time, or do we just look at them through nostalgia glasses? Most of the most of these are going to be decoms because that's where we grew up. So, <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. So I'm here with Dan and I'm with Lauren. Say hi, guys. Hi. Oh, that was in unison. That was nice. Uh, so the movie we're doing today is a pick for Matea because, to be told, just watched it for the first time last night uh this is the cheetah girls and matea you should say why you picked this one okay (laughs) so the cheetah girls i feel like i grew up with but then as an adult talking to friends about it no one had seen it or like they barely remembered it and didn't like have a thing with their friends about it but growing up my friends and i all loved the cheetah girls and i feel like it's because we could relate to them because we had like a diverse friends group and that was like a focus of the cheetah girls like the song cheetah sisters was our jam <laughs> um and so i suggested that we should watch it and see how it is because the first one i have only seen once so i needed to watch it to see what movie i was sharing with my friends and acting like Oh, I loved this growing up, even though I had only seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I prefaced with saying I watched this for the first time last night, but Lord, do you have a similar background with this movie, or is it different? Yeah, I loved it when I was a kid, but it's probably been like 15 years since I've seen it, so I also had to watch it again to refresh my memory. <laughs> yeah, and um, I watched it for the first time last night, as I said, three times, apparently, and I thought that this would be kind of a cool one because I think this will be the first one where we watched it at different times in our lives. You guys have watched it when you were younger than me as a 25-year-old, or 20, how old am I? 24-year-old <laughs> human being who's really 40 inside. So I thought this would, would give some interesting clarity to it. So I'm going to go through a, a synopsis that I ripped straight from Wikipedia because, girl, 
I didn't have time for that. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to chime in at certain points, I have some random notes that I have through this. So you guys want to, you guys ready for that? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. So four teens in Manhattan, Galleria, Chanel, Aqua, and Dorinda? Dorinda. Like Dorito? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> perform at a children's birthday party at, as the Cheetah Girls, a la music video style with slow-mo and dance. Uh, also, that was a, a weird age to book a band for a birthday party. I had a note about that. I'm like, who hired them <laughs> to perform at this birthday party? Yeah. It's not even, like, related. Like, they're not even like, oh, family friend. No, sh- complete yeah. strangers from my perspective. This is also what I noticed, that this is where the intro credits roll, which is interesting. And there was something else. I wanted to say, oh, this movie's at like three five aspect ratio, which I have not seen in a while. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Full screen. That remember that situation on Yeah, DVDs? where it's like they, they cut off the sides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't widescreen and you and you had to buy DVDs specifically in widescreen or full screen depending on your television. Yes. And that <laughs> those were the days. A minute. And I was like, whoa, I can't. there are black bars on both sides. Yeah. Uh, I, not on the top or the bottom. No. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure how I felt about it just starting out <laughs> with them performing. Like, mm-hmm. just being dropped into that. But I think <laughs> it worked for the movie. <laughs> they got straight to the point, which yeah. is nice. And then after the performance, Chanel rushes home to tell her mother about the show, but her mother's preoccupied preparing for a date with her new Parisian boyfriend to pay attention to? That sentence is not good in Wikipedia. Uh, His name is Luke. And honestly, this is just like really casual neglect. Like, I I don't know. Like, because later in the movie, she just full out leaves for like a night without telling Mm -hmm a child in New York City, which is a little concerning. Just a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> moving past that, uh, Galleria, which took me a minute to realize all of their names are so extra. I <laughs> they're like They're like present-day weird celebrity names. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it's like Northwest, except... Named after a brand and a place yeah. and water and a normal name that's just really old sounding. <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was interesting. It took me a while to get I thought they were all nicknames and then I realized no. No, those are real. Real names. <laughs> yep. She Galleria comes home, which is Raven Simone, which is honestly the only one I recognize for doing other things, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he's probably the most famous, but... Yeah, but, like, Adrienne Bailone, she's on, like, a talk show now, I think. I think so. And she was on The Masked Singer. She almost won. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is that I... good singer? she's a singer? Or is that mm-hmm. how, how the show works? They just have random celebrities, but she almost won because she's a good singer. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, didn't they have uh, Cody Simpson on that show? Dunno. <laughs> okay. Blonde dude, looks like a surfer. Kind of like the love interest in this movie. Yeah, I don't know that he was on the American version, but there's other countries have, um, so he could have been on one of those. I don't know. He's Australian, so I think there's I, an Australian version. 
I read on IMDb that Naya Rivera auditioned to be one of the Cheetah Girls. And <gasps> oh I feel like God. she would have been a really good addition. Good yes. fun fact. She, yeah. Who she would she play? Been. I feel like uh, maybe Chanel. Chanel probably. Yeah. That would have been good. Interesting. Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been good. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> um, comes home to... Uh, Galleria comes home to her parents who chastise her for not taking phone messages for her mother and also walking their Bichon Frise, which they mentioned a lot, called Toto, <laughs> um, because that's her favorite movie, apparently, which is a really old movie for a teenager to be their favorite movie. But I guess, like, it's a good movie? I don't know. I saw Lizard of Oz when I was way too old to think that was cool. I don't really like that movie as much as other people. And her thing is having an overbearing mom, and she's very forgetful. Also, she's a bit of a narcissist, and as most kids are, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, random question. Is it, does she know Italian? Does she? Oh, maybe. Her dad's Italian and talks a lot of Italian, apparently, for scenes and no subtitles, mind you. They just expect you to just accept that he's talking <laughs> in Italian yeah. for a couple scenes, and you're like, I don't know what he's saying. I know she repeats something, but I don't, I don't know. I, I guess she probably knows a little bit, at least. Okay. Probably. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Dorinda attempts, attends to her job, attends to her job doing janitorial work for the community center, and she has the poor trope. She's the poor one. And at this point, all the girls have one thing. One's a bit of a narcissist, kind of egotistical. One, one's poor. Uh, one has one mom that neglects her. And one is Southern and is afraid of the subway. <laughs> one character got the short end of the stick. <laughs> but she also is a freshman in high school who takes a class at NYU. Okay, Ooh. she's smart but that's so, never <laughs> explained that's impressive <laughs> yeah uh, but never take it anywhere to the point where it's a plot so the short end of the stick still stands as correct uh <laughs> the girls hope to enter the freshman uh they they become t- the dope blah, blah, blah. the girls hope to become the first freshman group to win the talent show at their school's history in their school's history, and this is where enter cute dude, who I thought was called Mackerel for the entire movie, but found out his <laughs> name was Derek. Uh, which <laughs> actually was Mackerel. <laughs> the other person's name is Mackerel, his friend, oh. <laughs> I think. His, his African-American friend who has some lines, but also, f- I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but he also looks like an L.A. surfer in New York, which then yeah. mom prompted to tell me, you can surf in New York. But that sounds cold to me. Also, unknown <laughs> time period or season for this movie could be, or could be any time. To be honest with you, besides I guess winter because it's clearly not winter. Yeah, he's he's adorable. I looked on his IMDb. He hasn't done much, which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, I big I did the same thing, Leanne, because I was like, <laughs> where did this guy go? He's a he's a cutie. Yeah, and. He's not problematic, which is great. Yeah. Besides a, besides calling someone boo when they're clearly not your boo, but, you know, out of all things, that's low on the totem pole of a mean. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and later tells some good advice. So like, I was going to say, yeah. he came through with the advice. 
kind of a, 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 a kind of a douche-ish mishanama, whatever uh, <laughs> moment. But uh, uh, yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. Because to be honest with you, I thought he was going to be more involved in this plotline, and then he appears once in the beginning, and basically appears twice at the end, and then he's gone. Mm. And then he gets a kiss, which I guess means you don't have to try too hard to get kissed in this movie, which is, I guess, nice, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) After a successful audition for the talent show uh, with Drinka, I think is her name, and I later realized that her name, I I hope it's a stage name, because the song that she sang that's apparently her hit is called, like, Champagne Bubbles, and you're like, okay, are you an alcoholic? Or is it just fun (laughs) that your name is a Drinka? And you have a song <laughs> single that's called Champagne Bubbles. I don't know. Must be a stage name. <laughs> yeah. You would hope. You would <laughs> hope. Uh, but after a famous alumnus, hate that word, uh, of the school <laughs> called Jackal Johnson expresses interest in signing the Cheetah Girls to his record label, Galleria introduces herself as the founder and songwriter of the Cheetah Girls, which is not appreciated by the other group's members, while Galleria's mom, Dorothea, is initially hesitant to let the Cheetah Girls pursue the opportunity with Jackal. She eventually allows the girls to have a meeting with them being encouraged by the father, whose name is not mentioned in this (laughs) summary. Jackal Johnson, gross name. You should also know he's evil because he has two names that start with Jay. Yes. Um, Also, I think he's one of the only people with a last name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I... When Evil. he gets onto the screen and you know it's a decom, you immediately know he's the bad guy. Most <laughs> yeah. bad guys like, are dudes. His look and his name being Jackal. Yeah, and they're then not subtle. <laughs> when he says to Galleria's mom, when he's like, Mama Cheetah, like, oh, relax. Yeah. I was like, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's clearly evil. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Mom thought throughout most of this movie that he looked familiar, and we looked him up, and no. <laughs> I thought that, too. I'm like, he seems like someone, but yeah, I don't... He's a character actor, so, like, he mm. comes in on, like, a multitude of shows for, like, mm. one episode, and then's never seen again on that show. To be a vaguely so. evil guy. <laughs> yeah, vaguely evil white dude. The meeting is a success. The meeting is a success. There we go. And despite some ongoing concerns about Galleria, the girls begin to prepare to record their first song. Without asking the group's other group's members' opinions, Galleria suggests the Cheetah Girls should not make time for the talent show due to their record deal and criticizes Dorinda for repeatedly wearing the same dull clothing. Uh, Aqua encourages Chanel, Galleria's oldest friend, to speak to, Galler- to Galleria, I hate her name so much, after her behavior. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dorinda has the opportunity to take her, dr- her dance audition at the center where she is employed. She is offered a paying role because of her work, but taking on the role will require her to leave the Cheetah Girls. But for only 10 weeks, in my mind, and I don't know why that would be the end of it. But Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. She needs the money. Let her go. Yeah. Yeah. She's a foster. She needs money. And it's only 10 weeks in the summertime, which you're all still 15 years old, supposedly. So, like, you're not going to do much. Yeah. (laughs) But I think this is around the time where the line, silly people do silly things, is said, and I hated it. 
so much. It was such a bad line. You're like, what does it mean? It means nothing. It, I hate it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, was, it was just aggressive. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is when Derek is in a red sweater and I just wrote, nice. Want that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and um, any thoughts about what that bit of plot time in the movie? <laughs> Uh, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> yeah. I quickly wrote down notes before this podcast while playing Battlefront, and that was a bad idea. Because um, that meant uh, I did nothing. I did, like, a lot in the beginning and then wrote dumb things at the end because I couldn't remember anything. And I didn't write notes a lot in this part of the time because I was just talking about... Yeah, no, I really thought his name was Mackerel for <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> and then I found out... After I looked him up, that his name is Derek. Uh, Her name. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wrote that, uh, like, Cinderella, the song they sing at the talent show, like, that is such a good song. I still love oh, it yeah. to this day. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, I actually, yeah, I remember hearing those songs. I remember they would play it a lot in between, like, shows on Disney mm-hmm. Channel. So I think I know it from there. But, yeah. yeah good song. Also a very uh, female uh, feminist song, which I dig. Yeah. Yeah, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> the whole, like, the whole movie and all of the songs are very, well, one of the songs is called Girl Power. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, they're, they are very feminist. And then also, like, they also call out, like, diversity. Even the guy's song, like, at the end, we're not there yet. Yeah. But they even talk about it. And I don't know, I feel like this movie, it ages well. Definitely. With, it ages better um, than others. Yeah. <laughs> with that like with the casting and everything even so yeah Yeah. I was watching this with my sister and she was saying that like this was so like Disney was so woke like back in 2003 but then like after that they took like a hiatus and just like no let's like forget about diversity for a while and just oh my gosh yeah (laughs) that's so true honestly like and they did three of these movies, right? So yes, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like we have one, and you're like that's not en- enough, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. I throughout the movie, I was like, I I dig the diversity of this. Like, it's it's good. I, it's refreshing, so to yeah. say. Okay. Later, Chanel becomes distressed over hearing a voicemail suggesting that her mother is planning to sell their New York City apartment and to move to Paris with her boyfriend, Luke. Remember? Feeling neglected, Chanel takes advantage of having her mother's credit card to go on a shopping street on Madison Avenue. In an act of kindness, Chanel purchases a cheetah jacket for Dorinda, who reveals her financial troubles. Colin, she is a poor foster child who lives in a 10... child household with a mother whose husband is the superintendent for the building. Chanel assures Dorinda that they will remain friends and that she will always be a cheetah girl. My comments on that are, why would you ever trust a teen with a credit card? Ever? <laughs> like, no. Especially one that you know is probably a little upset with you. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Not great. Uh, yeah. And then I, in my mind, I thought, wow, cheetah is like animal prints coming back in style. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The outfits you could kind of see people wearing, like 
you know, modern versions <laughs> of a velour tracksuit, which is yoga pants. But you know, yes, um, yeah. um, their outfits, like especially in the first scene in mm-hmm. their song, wow, like yeah, <laughs> they were just over the top. There's so many layers, just so uh, many yeah. items of clothing. Layers, so many layers. And um, Aqua, she always has like a skirt with tulle and it goes like just below her knees and then with her like little cowboy boots and it's just all so much to process (laughs) it's to remind people that remember her plot her character development is she's southern yes (laughs) that's what everyone in texas wears (laughs) all the time (laughs) i also thought it was a very good crying scene for teens at this moment in time when uh they find out that she's with chanel and dorinda yeah which is that is yeah yeah cool. like, i also love in that scene that like when she meets her foster mom she does she assumes that it's her biological mom and she's like oh we always knew you weren't white yeah, <laughs> yeah i just think you got too much swank in your step yeah i like yeah because like to be honest with you that's where i went so you're not wrong like you're like ah and then you're like why do you have so many kids and then you're like oh but I went, I fought back and forth because I was like, is she poor? Is she a foster? Is she poor? And then you're like, oh, foster and poor. But yeah, that was interesting. Uh, any more thoughts on that? Or should I move on? I just think it's an interesting, like, assumption <laughs> that yeah. she, like, oh, that's why, because I feel like it even goes into, like, that's why you haven't invited us over because you're, like, part black. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> no. We have someone else who's kind of part black, so why Yeah, like, you... there's, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Raven Simone is African-American or something. Yeah, like and they, the teacher at the beginning, when she basically, like, calls them all out on their unique things, she <laughs> says, she specifically says that Raven Simone is biracial. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember that. In Latin and I was for like, one. Huh. Yeah, um, so... I mean, yeah. there, there they were again, adding yeah. that diversity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. in a weird 2003 way. Like, yeah, definitely. That now, because that's a little, like, presumptuous, but, but yeah. Uh, the next meeting between the Cheetah Girls and Jackal Johnson, Jackal reveals that the marketing team has developed a new image for the group that will require them to wear masks and lip sync. Gallery is devastated by this and declares the name that the group refused the offer, but the other girls stay behind due to their frustration with Galleria's attitude. Galleria leaves under the impression that the other two girls have taken the deal. Chanel arrives home where her mother reveals her credit card was declined due to Chanel's shopping spree. Chanel breaks down and thinks about how grateful she is that she has a mother given Dorinda's current state as a foster child, and Chanel's mother agrees to make more time for her daughter. There's a lot to unpack here. There is. One of which um, is the whole lip sync thing is gross. And also a little One Direction moment from uh, Best Song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about what were you going to say, Mateo? Um, I was going to say that I know Gallery's character. You're supposed to be like, oh, she's so bossy and she's not being a good friend. But she was right to walk out on that deal. <laughs> Definitely. Like, <laughs> that deal was gross. Was, yeah. Yeah. She was making the right decision. Well, maybe she went about it the wrong way. And also when you said earlier that the characteristic of her mom was overpowering. Yeah. I was like, she is her mom. Like, oh my God. Yeah, right. Her mom to her is her to the group. But like they both were making yeah. smart decisions. And yeah. who let them go without an adult? Like who would be like, sure, 15-year-old. 
go to this producer <laughs> and like make decisions for your whole life in your future that you know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, if you're a high school freshman, you can make good decisions. <laughs> yeah, go by yourself with a, a group of four people to a adult's place of employment. Yeah, that always yeah. goes well. Uh-huh. This was before everyone got Sorry, creepy, that was a lot to unpack. It was a lot to unpack. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, I thought, I wa- I saw the marketing team come in and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Before even knowing, I was like, this is, why Why are marketing teams so bad at marketing? Yes. Teams? They're not, <laughs> like, you're like, that's your whole, that's their whole job is marketing. Why in every movie are they awful? <laughs> yeah, it, because yeah. he even says, what does he say? He says something like, kids love endangered species like (laughs) (laughs) research (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that was there was some weird research that they mentioned in that (laughs) that i'm like why would you ever search like question people on that yeah no i agree that's a terrible deal but yeah i think she went about it like a slightly wrong way you'd be like let's talk about the group like let let me take a minute and then like talk about it and then be like hell no Cause that's that's just weird and creepy. Like I never why why masks? What no? Like bad <laughs> creepy masks. Yeah. yeah. And that was way before the masked singer. Yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. And then oh, my dog is also in the picture now. The credit card thing. Yeah, I get it. And uh, yeah, I think honestly, Chanel's character like arc in this movie is the best one out of all the four in my opinion. Yeah. Like, she has the most, like, yeah. arc. And I, I like it the most. It's, like, the most developed, too. So, anyway. Oh, you can also see Jackals turning into a bad dude because he's wearing a tank top now. Just, <laughs> or a wife beater, if you want to call it in an old-fashioned way. And little tinted it. sunglasses and necklaces. Inside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Okay, this is my last uh, paragraph on the plot, and then we can talk about other stuff. Later, Galleria's dog, Toto, falls into an obstruction. Obstruction? It's a hole. On (laughs) Manhattan streets, this attracts a great deal of attention, including a live news story, which alerts all four Cheetah Girl members about what's going on and causes them to come to Toto's rescue. Their Their singing calms Toto down and allow for his safe removal from the obstruction, the hole. This act of bonding ultimately causes the girls to repair their friendship and they go to sing a new song on the news for all New York to see because everyone watches local programming. Jackal Johnson calls voicing voicing his regret to change the Cheetah Girls, but the girls refuse his offer with him. Cheetah Girls end up winning the talent show somehow. The girls renew their commitment to achieving their dreams and maintaining their friendship. Lots to unpack in the last 30 minutes here. Uh, Toto falls just straight into a hole, like a manhole. I don't know. And which mom reminded me is a little Brady Bunch when the dog mm. gets stuck in a pipe or something and they have to sing to get him out. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're right. That happened in the Brady Bunch. And also when one person was singing by themselves, they're like, hey, yeah, he can hear it now. But all of them yelling at the same time couldn't hear him. I, yeah and i loved how the guy like just kept being like sing faster and then they like pick up the tempo and he's like sing faster and they like pick up the tempo again yeah <laughs> like oh is he a, a like a yeah is he yeah a, why why is that helpful dude um <laughs> I, I like the new story idea is kind of cute i don't know why she was bringing the dog to the talent show um because it was right in front of the their school right yeah <laughs> he fell yeah 
or she just lives that close to school. Who, who's to say? All the Cheetah Girls happen to be wearing matching velour tracksuits. Yes. Which, <laughs> how did Dorinda afford that? Was that given to her at some point? I don't know. Apparently, they have to shut down the power. Not sure why. I <laughs> um, get the gas. That makes sense. But I don't know why the power. They su- And then the power generator on the school somehow comes back on. Somehow on the TV in the background of the screen, of the stage, <laughs> somehow turns on to this news broadcast. I don't yeah, know what no it sense. was playing before. <laughs> was it also playing the news before? Little boring for a talent show. Oh, wait. This is after we hear what's uh, the, the guy's band, which is Sonic Chaos. Yeah, I was going to say, you're glossing over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he raps. <laughs> a white guy raps. Uh, surprisingly good, though, for, for our movie. I, I wanted to see more of him, to be honest with you. I know it's mainly about girls and power, but, like, I'm more curious about the dude and his, you know, outlook on, on things. And also Mackerel is in yeah. the background DJing. And that's that's cool. And it was just his solo, and then he got snubbed. Uh, and then they decide they all have to run out and help the dog. So they all clap. And they get the dog. And you're like, Toto! And you're like, doggy! And then is she apparently the news cameras are still rolling. So she decides to start singing a song that I don't think anyone else knows, but they somehow chime in. Because I thought she just wrote it in like two scenes before, but who knows. Oh, and that song has some pretty heavy, heavy auto-tune on it, which mm. was interesting. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> Like, especially on Dorinda's part, you're like, oh, no. Oh, you really can't sing. Okay, that's more of that a was... dancer than a singer. <laughs> oh, I thought you could redeem yourself, but I guess not. Um, and they all kind of get past their own issues throughout the movie. She learns how to have empathy. One of them learns to accept mom's love and uh, have more time with mom. One is still poor, but has a job in the summer, so I guess that's good. Uh, and then one rode the subway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's her big thing. Again, one person got the short end of the stick. Uh, <laughs> um, but And uh, they sing. Raven Simone gets a kiss from that, or kisses that dude. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just abruptly ends. <laughs> You're like, cool. And they somehow win the talent show, even though they I would have thought was not in it, but I guess... Yeah. They did. They won. I, I kind of wanted um, Derek and Mackerel to win the Same. talent show. <laughs> because it just didn't feel fair yeah, that they won. <laughs> Honestly, I yeah, I wanted a Camp Rock moment where you're like, oh yeah, the main people can't win, but they sing, and then the other girl wins. And you're like, yeah. I like her better. Anyway, so, you know. Yeah. Um, also, in that last singing scene, um, yeah. Marina mentioned that not only does the construction site provide like a perfect stage, but it says like Cheetah Girls on the wall behind them. Yeah. No, like the <laughs> wall like, of the school has a yeah. has a sign. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, like a Batman esque sign, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's the whole plot of the movie. Overall, in my opinion, it I'm too old for these movies. And to watch it now for the first time as a 24-year-old, I am too old for this movie to like <laughs> find it really like a favorite of mine. Like it's I'm never gonna watch it again. But like so 
I'd like to hear your thought. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. Uh, every girl band that I've ever known has a song similar to Go Up Power. And you can just think about that amongst yourselves. Uh, what do you think, Otea, about this movie on your second rewatch and uh, how you feel about the, the difference between the, your initial love and, and now? Okay. Um, <laughs> on my second rewatch as yeah. an adult, I get why we liked it so much as kids because yeah it brought some bops into our life (laughs) um and it brought that girl power and diversity and that is what we needed in elementary school (laughs) for sure um and so yeah but like watching it now was a little hard (laughs) to (laughs) sit through it and just look at all their outfits and everything and be okay (laughs) I feel like um for the like it's I feel like it's a solid movie for the right age group mm-hmm. but I don't know I guess I just this one was never my favorite of the movies and so I feel pretty okay with it but not like I would watch it again unless I had to <laughs> yeah Lauren take over yeah I mean for what for it for a Disney Channel original movie from like early 2000s like I think it's yeah. given that it's pretty good like it, it, compared to like some of the other ones I think it's good and the songs are honestly I really like the songs <laughs> so that helps like <laughs> redeem it for me and like the actors in it are like talented so yeah that helps yeah uh, yeah I'm gonna say the songs I would still listen to <laughs> same yeah the songs <laughs> aged the best in my opinion and I, I would if the only reason I'd rewatch it now was if I like had a child or knew of a child and I needed to entertain them for a certain time. Mm-hmm. I, that one would be one that I would I would feel comfortable and show it to them and not absolutely you know because there are some kid movies that you really want to kill yourself watching, and this one isn't it. So that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know you know who you you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, I totally agree with everything you just said. (laughs) Yeah, I do think the songs were what made this song, this movie, good, like, Mm -hmm. overall. Because there's, like, a movie that I just heard of, like, a couple days ago and I've just kept on hearing about. There's a DCOM called, like, Double Double Teamed, and it's not a great title. And (laughs) And I'm like, how did that pass? And you're, it's about, like, two girls, and you're like, that's worse. Uh, uh, So... It's definitely a movie that I think aged the best out of some of the movies that I've I've watched, especially in yeah. terms of um, diversity, for sure. Relationships, to be honest with you, besides the kind of mom neglect thing, which is, will pass, will we'll breeze over. Honest, like, like, general, like, good, what was I talking about before I got distracted on legality? Um, <laughs> I think it, uh, yeah, it, it had some actual, like, plot lines that, or things that people of that age would go through, which I thought was good. And like, yeah. oh, and aged in terms of relationships, like most of the female male dynamics were actually like, okay. Like they weren't toxic or anything. Cause I definitely see that in a lot of movies that I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's cool now. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I, I generally think like most of this movie is is good i just it, it's not a favorite of mine if i if i watched it when i was younger because i love musicals i don't know why i didn't I, I think it was a little before my time and i didn't have cable until high school so, yeah uh, <laughs> I, yeah so uh which high school for me would have been 2014 so this is about 10 years before i even had access to disney channel 
So who knows? I no, I graduated. No, I graduated in eight. No, I graduated in graduated 14. in twenty fourteen. Sorry, sorry. What am I talking about? But still, we were in it was high like from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> complete loss. Complete my anyway dates. Uh, but yeah, I yeah I didn't have cable when this came out, so mm-hmm. I it would it didn't cross my radar. But High School Musical was definitely. We should talk about that one soon. Yeah, it was definitely would have been a, a movie that I liked when I was younger, but I didn't watch it then anything you want to wrap up quickly i think we have two minutes until zoom might force us out not quite sure <laughs> oh <laughs> let me pull up my notes again i think hey Matea, do you have something um i am pulling out my notes too oh okay the the them singing and making like the dog that was rescuing so the dog gave me some like unofficial disney princess vibes of like oh. being able to mm. like talk to the animal and oh that <laughs> because it's just kind of an odd is that scene. snow white um, no that's uh cinderella who sings they both do i think yeah i mean yeah it's yeah. just like a trope yeah, <laughs> yeah. laura do you got something um oh <laughs> in the scene when they're eating lunch and uh galleria makes fun of aqua for having hot sauce and she's like stars don't carry hot sauce like i think beyonce would have something to say about that like they do (laughs) i was actually saying the same thing i'm like i'm pretty sure a lot of celebrities bring around hot sauces like or just things for food in general like i think they carry they have assistants to carry a bunch of that stuff you know yeah i'm like why are you making fun of her for having hot sauce (laughs) and then it comes back when jackal's like i love this hot sauce and you're like yeah that's normal why are you anyway uh do you guys want to plug anything while you're here no (laughs) you can follow me and tell me what movies to watch at message 2l that's m-e-s-s-a-g-e-t-o-l on all social media platforms yeah tell us what your what movie we should watch next and why it's your favorite and why it's super nostalgic to you there's definitely some other ones that we should did it stop oh i'm still talking cool Uh, sorry i didn't zoom did a thing and i was just very scared um so yeah i think i think that wraps it up Is awesome. it, yeah i hope see you guys later see you later bye, bye. bye. <laughs>